Welcome back to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. My name is Kevin Spila from the CPA Education Foundation, and I'll be your host for this episode. 2020, where to start? A global pandemic, major economic shutdowns and mass layoffs, toilet paper shortages, the development of life-saving vaccines in record time, a complete 180 in how we live, work, and socialize. Who would have thought that we'd be living our lives waiting for the next update from the medical officers of health from across the country to help us plan our lives? And how many of us would have thought we'd need to rely on government assistance to keep our businesses and our livelihoods afloat? 2020 forced us to make hard decisions as business owners, employees, and families. Many of those decisions come with tax implications. Whether you received CERB, CRB, or CRSB, or CEWS, or CERS, or any other variation of those acronyms, you need to know how those programs will impact your taxes. It's a lot to keep track of, and thankfully we have CPAs who can help us understand the ins and outs of those. To help us unpack all of this, today I'm joined by Zoom by Cassandra Liberona, CPA CA at Yuremchuk and Anna Carico, LLP. She has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to small business tax matters, specifically as they relate to the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy and Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy. So if you're ready to dig into what you need to know about taxes in a COVID world, let's hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. I heard that future casting is an essential tool for long-term business. According to a recent poll, 48% of Canadians say they are $200 or less each month away from again? Do you think the energy sector is Filter out the noise. Hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. Hello again. Joining us today through the magic of Zoom is Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth. Maybe before we begin, can you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can get to know you? And I guess, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Well, it was a cold Thursday back in 1988 when I came into this world. Oh, no, wait, you <laughs> 30 seconds, right? Okay, <laughs> let's just keep it brief then. Um, I'm Cassandra Liberona. I'm married and a mom of two young daughters who keep me busy at all hours of day and night. My family lives on 40 acres east of Edmonton with our two dogs, and we just try and spend as much time as we can outdoors. I grew up doing competitive gymnastics, competing at the national level, and I'm also an animal lover and passionate about nutrition, which led me to go vegan over six years ago. Um, professionally speaking, I articled with Uramchuk and Anna Carico right after graduating from the U of A and I've been with them for the last 10 years. Over the last decade, I've been exposed to a variety of clients in various industries, providing assurance, tax, and other accounting services. And right now, I'm part of a small team that's leading the office in preparing and filing Canada emergency wage subsidies and rent subsidy claims. Okay, well, that's great. Thanks for, uh, for joining us again. We have a lot to get through, uh, so maybe we'll just dive right in um, and you can tell us what you think our listeners need to know. Um, so before we get into specifics, uh, I guess in broad terms, how will the pandemic affect our tax situations for 2020 and 2021? Oh gosh, that's a loaded <laughs> question. <laughs> so whether we're talking about a business or an individual, I think you're going to find that the majority will be impacted. For individuals who receive government benefits like CERB, CESB, CRB, CRCB, <laughs> or CRSB, these are all taxable benefits, meaning that you're going to have to pay tax on that income. Uh, we've also seen a lot more people working from home. 
and they should be able to receive a deduction from their income for home office expenses, which I know we'll talk about in a bit. Definitely. And for corporations, there's also been a number of subsidies as well. There's the wage subsidy and the rent subsidy, both of which are taxable benefits. And there's even new reporting requirements for T4s this year. Employers are going to have to disclose additional information to help the government validate the payments received under some of these subsidies and the programs. So general rule of thumb is if you've received a benefit from the government, it's going to cost you. I guess you kind of touched on it, but what do you think are the biggest challenges facing businesses and individuals when they go to do their taxes for 2020? Uh, I think just the mass amount of confusion about what's taxable, what's deductible, what paperwork needs to be filled out, and what are the deadlines for filing everything. And, and you know, just because it was such an unprecedented year, it's going to be a lot tougher to predict what your income is going to look like at the end of the year and what your tax situation is going to be. Right. Yeah, there definitely was a lot of uncertainty and confusion. And uh, yeah, um, I'm sure people weren't thinking about taxes when they were applying for their benefits. No, absolutely not. It's it's just gotten so hard to predict. Right. And, you know, for example, say you're you're in the tech industry, you might have had a record spring. You know, everyone was scrambling to get set up to work from home. Right. You know, but after the rush settled, you're not getting new jobs and new clients. So your revenues might fall in the in like the fall or winter. And so just given these highs and lows and you throw in these subsidies you're qualifying for, it's just it's just gotten a lot harder to plan and forecast for the future. Right. That makes sense. I just wanted to speak for individuals as well about uh, for individuals. I think the toughest part is going to be just trying to make sense of all of the expenses they can claim on their returns if they've had to work from home. And thankfully, the government's released a simplified way of calculating this for 2020. Okay. So I guess given these events of the past year, what tips or advice can you give to people preparing their returns? Well, if you're preparing your own return, I know a lot of the software has COVID-specific guidance to help with the impacts of 2020. Um, But the process for completing your taxes is pretty similar for the most part. You know, if you've got a trickier tax situation, you know, like investments, large medical expenses, capital gains, et cetera, it's probably worth a call to your tax preparer or CPA so they can help you maximize your deductions and credits. And if you want to limit your contact with people, it's easy to send everything these days with Dropbox and uh, digital file sharing. And and also, I know last year they moved the tax filing deadline. It wasn't April 30th, but this year it's still April 30th. So I think that's important for people to know too. Okay. Do you think there's any chance of them moving that? Um, I'm not sure yet. I, I feel like there wouldn't be a reason, but you just, you never know. It's so unpredictable right now. Right, right. You mentioned uh, people working from home and um, what they can claim for working from home. Could you provide an overview of the home office deduction, what people can claim and and what kinds of things they should be considering? Um, Yeah, for sure. So the home office deduction isn't a new thing, but it's definitely something that a lot of people will be taking advantage of this year. And because of that, the CRA has made some changes to hopefully simplify things. So because this is going to be a big thing this year and a lot of people are going to take advantage of this, I think it's important that we talk a bit more about it. Okay. So there's there's the detailed method or the traditional method of calculating your home office deduction. So I'll talk about that first, and then I'll talk about the new simplified version. Okay. So to claim the home office deduction under this detailed method, you have to be you have to meet a bunch of eligibility criteria, and you have to meet them all, all four of them. Okay. Okay. So the first one. 
you had to have worked from home in 2020 due to the pandemic, or your employer required you to work from home. Right. Second of all, you worked more than 50% of the time from home for, for a period of at least four consecutive weeks in 2020. So it can't be, you can't say, oh, my work shut down for a week at the beginning of the pandemic, but we were all okay to go back, you know, a couple of weeks later. That wouldn't get you qualified for this. And then the third one is you must have a completed and signed form, a T2200S or a T2200 from your employer. And then lastly, the expenses are used directly in your work during the period. Okay. So <laughs> I know that's a lot. That is. There's a lot of ifs and ands here, but let's say you meet all those criteria. Mm-hmm. So what expenses can you actually claim? And I guess what kind of records do you need to, to keep for that? I know you have to file those forms you mentioned. Yeah, there's a little bit more to this one. So okay. if you're on salary or you make a commission, then you can claim a portion of your electricity, your heat, your water, your home internet access fees maintenance and minor repair costs, and the rent paid for a house or apartment where you live. Okay. Commission employees can claim a few additional expenses, but what you cannot claim are your mortgage interest or the principal portion, home internet connection fees, furniture, capital expenses, decor, decorations, things like that. Okay. So once you've got all of your eligible expenses paid during the time you were required to work from home, you add it all up. And then you're going to determine the portion of your house used as a workspace. Right. So for example, if your home office is 100 square feet, your total house is 1,000 square feet, uh, you'll get to claim 10% of your total expenses as a home office deduction. Okay. That's the detailed method. Is that clear as mud? Muddier than mud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for a lot of people, that's not an easy task. No, for sure. That's that's a lot to, to consider for sure. That was the complicated method? Yeah, that's a detailed myth. Unfortunately, this year at CRA, they put out a handy calculator online to help people with this. Okay, that, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah, so it can potentially result in a higher claim than the simplified method. So it might be worth just um, just checking it out, do a quick calculation, see if it's worth your time. How much would that really save the average person who was required to work from home and, and uh, meets all that requirement? I mean, I guess it depends on their income, obviously. But is there a a cap or how much would that save somebody? Okay, I'm just going to take one step back because I just want to talk quickly about the simplified method. Oh, okay. Okay, let's talk about the simplified method that's available for only 2020. Okay. In response to COVID and the amount of people working from home, you can take a flat rate of $2 a day for each day you work from home to a maximum of $400. So that's 200 days of working from home. Okay. And then if you choose to go this route, you don't need to get those forms signed. You don't need the T2200 signed by your employer. You don't need to figure out the size of your workspace. And you don't need to use supporting documents in your calculation. Oh, okay. That would save a lot of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. By not doing the detailed calculation versus doing the simplified calculation, how much are they, I guess, risking not being able to claim? Does that make sense? Kind of. I'll try and quantify it. Okay. So if we assume the average marginal tax rate for an Albertan is 30%, and then you're going to, cl- let's. I'm assuming that most people are going to claim it the simplified way this year. So okay. let's say you max out, you're taking $400 for the year at a 30% tax rate. It's going to save you around $120 in tax. Okay. 
Yeah, so for some people, it might be worth it to go with a detailed method if you can get a deduction higher than $400. Okay, that makes sense. Speaking, I guess, of deductions and everything, for many parents, 2020 uh, or might have affected how they relied on their childcare deductions, like their before and after school childcare or their day home, daycare expenses, that kind of thing. What are some things that parents should know when it comes to reporting their childcare deductions? Well, you can't. You can only deduct what you actually paid for childcare. Okay. You can't deduct what you were supposed to pay. So, yeah, some people are going to have reduced childcare expenses, but then at the end of the day, hopefully they saved by not paying for that. Okay. Yeah, your deduction for childcare won't be as high. I guess is really all I can say because there aren't aren't any deductions or credits for things like that. Okay. How about the shift to at home and online learning? Um, because, I mean, there are many families who would have had to uh, probably purchase computers or additional uh, resources or supplies. And they may have even had to adjust their home internet services to accommodate their children's education. I, I know you mentioned before that you can't claim internet expenses, but I'm wondering, are there any federal or provincial programs or deductions for parents who had to transition to online or at-home learning? Unfortunately, not really. Okay. Um, there's the Canada Recovery Caregiver Benefit, and you can apply for that if your child has to stay home due to closure of their school or if you're unable and you're unable to work because you need to care for them. But other than that, there's really not much you can do. Okay. So other than maximize the working from home or, or, or whatever other um, options you have out there as part of the regular tax process. Yeah, but even that working from home, like you, it's not going to line up with the days your kids were home from school. So it's right. it's kind of related, but it's kind of not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess maybe let's. Uh, you, you had touched on the uh, Canada Recovery Caregiving Benefit, but let's maybe look first at the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, or CERB, as we all affectionately call it. Um, that that program ended December second. And we've all heard stories about how some people receive duplicate CERB benefits or applied for it but shouldn't have applied for it. Um, how do you know if you've mistakenly applied for or received benefits and if you have to repay them? Uh, I guess what are the tax implications if you don't and how does one go about repaying it? The theory was supposed to send out letters to those who mistakenly received the benefits. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of confusion mm-hmm. with the program. And, you know, some people were applying through Service Canada and CRA. And a lot of the times it's an honest mistake. And I think the CRAs realize that, thankfully. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people would get duplicate payments. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to repay that money if you weren't meant to receive it. Okay. Yeah, I think they're open to payment arrangements if you, can, if you can't pay it all back right away. But that's something you just have to call them to discuss. Okay. So it, it, is there any way to repay it as part of your tax filing process, do you know, or, or does that have to be done uh, uh, separate from that? I think it's separate. So if you go on the CRA website, there's there's a whole website dedicated to repaying it. And I know if you would have paid it back before December 31st, then you shouldn't receive a tax slip for it. And if you didn't, if you didn't repay it by December 31, I think it, I'm pretty confident I'll get worked out in 2021. Okay. The next year. Yeah. Okay. But I, I still think that if, if, if people are having trouble repaying it right now, you got to call them and see what kind of payment arrangements you can make. Okay, that's probably the best route to go. Okay, speaking of CERB, which was replaced by the Canada Recovery Benefit, and I guess also by the Canada Recovery Caregiver Benefit, which you spoke about briefly, and the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, 
Um, and I think the CRB or the Canada Recovery Benefit is probably the one that will apply to most people. Um, can you provide, and, and again, you did touch on, on one of them, but can you provide a bit of an overview of what these various benefits are and how they differ from the CERB? Uh, yeah, for sure. So everybody has heard of CERB. It gave financial support to those impacted by COVID-19. Every four weeks, you'd apply to receive $2,000, which worked out to $500 a week. And as you mentioned, this program's ended and it was replaced by the three other recovery benefit programs. The first one, CRB, Canada Recovery Benefit, that's the most similar to CERB because it provides financial support to those whose employment situation are still affected by COVID. Right. And if you're eligible for this, you'll receive $1,000 every two weeks. So it still works out to $500 a week. The only difference is that the government's taking 10% taxes right off the top. Okay. Because yeah, all these benefits are taxable. So they're just going to keep their little safety net of 10%. Yeah, the second one is the Canada Recovery Caregiving Benefit, CRCB, which provides support to people who have to care for children or close family members because of COVID. So for example, if you have to miss work because your child's school or daycare is closed due to COVID, okay. you could be eligible for this benefit. And you apply for it weekly okay. and you'll receive $500 per week, less 10% tax withheld, which is $450 a week. And you can get this for up to 26 weeks. Okay. And then the third one is the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, CRSB. And this benefit provides support to people who get COVID-19 or have to isolate or miss work because of COVID. And again, you'll receive the $450 per week, but you can only claim it for a maximum of two weeks. Okay, and um, I, I guess as far as the tax implications, you say they're taking uh, the tax right off the top, so you just have to re make sure you, re you record what you receive on your taxes when you file. Yeah, well, the government will send out a tax slip by the end of, um, well, if you're receiving them in 2020, you'll get your tax slip before March, I think, here. And so you'll you'll already have the numbers to put in your returns. Okay. Yeah. And and like they're only taking 10%. So if your marginal tax rate's higher, you'll still have to pay the difference. Okay. So sh shifting over to businesses for a moment, you mentioned that in your current role, you work a lot with preparing and filing for the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy and the Canada Emergency Rent Subsidy. Um, I guess, what are the some of the key things that businesses businesses need to know to uh, prepare for those? Yeah, what I would tell a business owner is that it is worth a call or an email to your accountant just to run your revenue numbers on a monthly basis. Because more often than not, companies are shocked to find out that they can actually qualify for some of these subsidies. You know, for the first four claim periods, you had to have a, ma a minimum revenue decrease of 30%. Right. But they've changed that. So you can look, you can have any revenue decrease for the month to qualify for a subsidy. So it's a lot easier to qualify based on revenue decrease. And also there's four different ways of comparing your revenue okay. to determine if you can get in. And you get to choose the most optimal one. So one, you get to decide, are you going to look at your revenue on a cash basis? Like look at your bank statements, or are you going to look at your billings on an accrual basis? And then you get to decide, am I going to compare that revenue to the the same month from 2019? Or am I going to compare that revenue to the average of January and February 2020? And so you get to pick whatever is most optimal. The only thing is, once you make your choice, you're stuck with it for the rest of the program. Okay. And some companies might think, oh, I don't need the cash now. Business is doing good. We're okay right now. We've got cash in the bank, but 
there's just so much uncertainty in this world that I would just take what you qualify for and save it for a contingency because you just don't know. Okay. Yeah. And again, these subsidies are taxable in the corporation. Okay. And that applies to both the wage subsidy and the rent subsidy? Yeah, both of them fall under the same rules. Okay. That's great advice. So as our year of COVID reaches its uh, annual mark, uh, what should people keep in mind for this coming tax year? Uh, do you have any tips on uh, how people might start considering their expenses or their budgets for next year as we move forward into the great unknown? Yeah, we are dealing with unprecedented times with our economy and job security. And even though we're nearly a year into this, we still don't know when it's going to end or what life's going to look like on the other side. So my advice would be to anticipate various possibilities and outcomes and plan for the worst, even when things are going well. Right. Make budgets, update those budgets frequently because things can change quickly. Yeah, for sure. So I imagine it's pretty hard to consider rebuilding your savings when you're not sure of what the future holds. So any other advice that you'd you'd offer to somebody or... Yeah, if you want to look at rebuilding your savings, um, I'm glad you asked this question because there's actually quite a few small things that people can do, like everybody everybody can do. First, set up an auto withdrawal to a savings account or an RSP every month. That way you don't even have to look or think about your money going into savings. It just happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, take a look at all of your expenses and see where you can cut costs. I feel like we're already cutting costs on eating out and entertainment, not necessarily by choice. Right. (laughs) So that's an easy one to reduce. But there's other things that you can do too. Personally speaking, my husband went and called a bunch of cell phone companies and he got our cell phone bill down 50%. Oh, wow. And then he went, yeah, and then he went and called an internet, our internet provider and he had them cut that in half somehow. And then, and that's all just from a phone call. Yeah. And you can shop around for insurance. You can, bundle your insurance plans can help save you money and these are all just small things that can add up and then you can take that difference and add it to your savings account right so it's it's just a matter of taking the time to to make those phone calls and 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 have a conversation yeah exactly you just gotta sit down and see where can i save where can i save costs here and then my third piece of advice would be to just try and find other sources of income other income streams so that could be investing in something that's safe and pays a consistent dividend or starting a small side hustle or even just purging your house and selling things on Facebook Marketplace. Every dollar counts. I, I hear that. We're trying to do that ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it can be a daunting task. <laughs> it is. And, and it's amazing how much stuff you accumulate and how much uh, of your stuff other people could actually probably use. Yeah, absolutely. There's a market for everything. There is for sure. Well... That was a lot of really good information, a lot of good tips and advice. We um, we appreciate your time and thank you for joining us and sharing your knowledge with us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Maybe before we go, we could leave on a bit of a positive or upbeat note. Um, let's see. What what has been your guilty pleasure in helping you get through this pandemic? Um, I, I know for our family, we've kind of been binge watching all sorts of different kinds of uh, TV series. And the latest one we're on is... Uh, supernatural and there's 15 seasons of that so we got a lot to get through um but what's been your guilty pleasure uh well i've also been binge watching i watched all 15 seasons of Grey's anatomy oh wow so not only am i a cpa but i'm basically a doctor too now perfect (laughs) (laughs) yeah i haven't watched supernatural though i've heard good things 
it is a good series if, if you like uh, demons and uh, vampires and monsters and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we started it around Halloween and we've just kept going. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a long that's a long time. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Committed. Commitment is good. Uh, <laughs> well, that's everything. Thank you again. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. This episode featured Cassandra Lebrona, CPA, CA. Don't forget to subscribe to the Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list. And if you like what you're hearing, have ideas for future episodes, or have any feedback you'd like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. And finally, if you're interested in learning more about the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, you can learn more at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. Thanks for tuning in. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is brought to you by the CPA Education Foundation. The CPA Education Foundation is the charitable arm of the Alberta CPA profession, providing up to $1.2 million each year in support of business and accounting education in the province. This podcast is just one of many resource materials available through the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre. This virtual hub features Alberta CPAs sharing their unique perspective and vast expertise on topics and issues such as leadership, finance, entrepreneurship, and more. Visit cpaalberta.ca slash foundation for more information on the Heshi CPA Knowledge Centre and to learn how Alberta CPAs inspire success.